All right, great to have you on this Monday night, and it is time to read between the lines and get all those juicy little nuggets that uh, often are missed, but they're the nuggets you need because these are the stories that actually matter and affect you. No one doing it better than our friends over at Blacklock's Reporting, which is where we find Tom Korski, Managing Editor. Hello there, sir. Hi, Alex. All righty. So this conversation on Bill C-10 just continues. It's staying in the headlines. It was ignored for so long, and now it's not budging because it is a hot topic. And this is, of course, for anyone who doesn't actually know it yet, um, where they're trying to pass a censorship law on the Internet, whether it's YouTube or your TikTok, uh, unless you're anti-Israel, they'll let that go. But nonetheless, um, for private broadcasters. And this now has a support from the block, Tom. And, and so it very well could become a thing. I mean, the block... The block pushing it up. This could become a thing, which, if it does go through, would be very convenient for the liberals uh, during election season. Although the sort of nightmare scenario is that it does pass, Alex. Yeah. You reach a point with uh, often two-term cabinets. It's, I'm sorry to say it's not uh, unique or novel, where they do reach a point of arrogance and fatigue where they simply reach for the hammer. Uh, it, there are so many people upset by this bill, this YouTube regulation bill, first ever regulation of the internet. You even have a federal judge, former federal judge and former chair of the CRTC, uh, Conrad von Finkenstein, saying today, you know, this is the work of authoritarian governments. It must be stopped. Mm -hmm. So uh, they do have the votes now. Uh, they've sewn up enough block support, as you mentioned, to push it through the House of Commons. The conservatives can filibuster it in short order until the House of Commons adjourns for summer recess in June. I mean, liberal majority, uh, liberal MPs on the Ethics Committee have uh, filibustered effectively a We oh, Charity yes. Ethics Report <laughs> for 11 months. So, uh, you know, a, a six-week filibuster is not a chore. But the price to be paid for uh, jamming this bill through is very, very high. And uh, the Minister of Heritage, Steve Gibo, seems oblivious to it. Well, he seems oblivious to a lot, uh, including the bill itself. Um, but, but what it would mean is, uh, you know, if people want to kind of get the understanding about it, is that you and I likely would not talk, albeit I do have an actual broadcaster behind me, but my Twitter would quickly disappear. You guys would quickly disappear. All the Anybody who criticizes anything about this government would quickly disappear off of all social media platforms. Well, Steve Gibo has nothing if not bravura. His entire concept is that he will regulate the Internet. In fact, he had, there was a highly uh, comic moment in committee testimony with a minister where he said it's like some people don't even want a regulation of the Internet. You say that that's right, Steve. Yes. That's exactly right. And every cabinet for 25 years has come to that conclusion. Apparently now that is an eccentric opinion and uh, the refuge of tinfoil hats. Not so. When you have former federal judges, when you have former mm -hmm. federal broadcast regulators saying, hold on, buddy, this mm -hmm. is getting into dangerous country, that means you will pay a price. These are serious people. They have serious qualms about this bill. They do not believe it should become law. And uh, as, as I mentioned, this would not be the first time a government has put through a bill that was never enforced, but did carry a heavy political price. Yeah. Well, he is an activist being an activist, so he's not used to hearing the word no. Um, now, Aaron O'Toole uh, has said his government, if elected, would repeal this. And, and so that would give them a lot, I think, to run on um, because it will become very unpopular, um, certainly when those who don't really think much of it find themselves completely locked out. So something to keep an eye on. I mean, I didn't realize it would get this big. 
Uh, I thought maybe they'd back off, but they are really seeming to be uh, tripling down on this. Let's talk about pensions for the rich. So this is $1.7 billion bonus for pensioners with six-figure incomes that you guys write about. And um, this will honor their contribution to society. This from the Department of Social Development. So clearly the minister of the middle class wasn't part of this one. But members of the Senate Social Affairs Committee question, you know, why, why would you give the money to the richest of the rich and not the poor pensioners? Like, this is a 500 tax taxable dollar taxable bonus that would be hooked on to their old age security pensioners. I, I don't remember hearing about this. This was uh, shoehorned into the budget and now into an omnibus budget bill, a C30 for those who follow. And it's worth following. If you're over 75. It's very hard to follow the dollar with this government. Oh, though, I, I know. Very you know they, uh, they make it uh, deliberately complicated. <laughs> If you're over 75, you will get a top-up on your pension index to inflation regardless of income. And uh, who qualifies? Well, anyone who has uh, income up to 129000 a year will get a portion of that. None of it will be clawed back until you make over 78000 These are retirees, Alex. Federal data shows that poverty rates for seniors in our country are very low. The poor mm -hmm. people, the people who have seen the least gains in median income are young couples with children. A anyone who lives in, in the town, and you see people on your street, they know this. And the feds, for some reason, well, I, we, we don't have to guess why. Can you name the mm -hmm. one demographic that has the highest rate of voter participation? So it's mm -hmm. an election year, and they will get a bonus this year worth $1.7 billion. That's all borrowed money. The kids will pay the interest. But mm -hmm. uh, they the know where the voters yeah. are. Yeah, they know where the votes are. They sure do. Um, I'm surprised it's not getting more pushback from those like Jugmeet Singh. I mean, uh, is it just a matter that people haven't caught on to this? Because it's one, you know, it's one of the things that that I love about you guys is that you um, you read all the fine print because you really do have to read the fine print of these budgets and these big omnibus type bills to see kind of the devil in the detail. And there was even committee testimony from people who said, you know, any casual observer, any reasonable Canadian would have been led to believe the April 19th budget was all about a fantasy land daycare program. <laughs> Meanwhile, billions of dollars are going out the door to uh, uh, seniors with very handsome retirement incomes who don't really need the money, and they would mm -hmm. be the first ones to tell you that. That didn't yeah. get the headline because uh, they didn't want them to get the headline, and media, a lot of media do as they're told. My friends in the press gallery are famous for being stenographers with amnesia, but it's a great day for seniors with high incomes because you're getting even more. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, we'll watch that one. Uh, quickly, I just wanted to ask you about this. So Zoom calls, which have kind of uh, taken over and taken the place of a, par a functioning parliament system, um, they're making very big decisions in secret, and they're not keeping records. And this is a loophole uh, in this whole thing, because normally you would have someone writing stuff down, and you'd, you know, you'd have people that are keeping records of what's being said by which politician. That's not happening now, because we don't have a normal parliament. And the Access of Information Chief uh, raised this as an issue, saying you've got to record these Zoom calls. We've got to be able to, to keep the records. You guys would know probably more than anything because you're the ones who go through these documents. But if these decisions are being made with no due diligence or second eyes or whatever, uh, that's shady. And this occurred in the We Charity case. 
The yeah. We Charity grant, $43.5 million, came out of a Zoom call with six participants. Each was asked what occurred, and they all had a different impression. There was no recording and there were no minutes. Why does this matter? Because access to information is a citizen's right to know. As the information commissioner put it in Commons Committee testimony, you have to find out where the money's spent and why. And there is no legal duty from the Friends of Open Government and Cabinet that instructs department executives record those calls so that everyone knows, not just six months from now, but 100 years from now when they're still paying off the debts. What happened in that meeting? Who asked for that? Did anyone oppose it or ask probative questions. It's all happening in a vacuum. It might as well be secret. Alex, you might as well not have access to information at all. It's nobody's business. Yeah, and and if anybody outside, it's kind of inside baseball, but getting access to information with media is, uh, with the government, is impossible as it is. They they can rag the puck for years at a time and then redact all the information. So it's already hard to get. This is ridiculous. This is taking advantage of of a crisis. Oh, Alex, the only reason Bill Morneau doesn't work as finance minister anymore is because mm-hmm. there were documents disclosed that he didn't want to disclose that showed he was really tight with a federal contractor. That's what access to information represents. And he whipped out his checkbook, too. There's that. Nonetheless. All right. He's under the bus somewhere. Uh, Tom, we'll talk again on Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alex. That is Tom Korski with Blacklock Reporting, and he is correct on all of that, so it is important. And, of course, they are a subscriber-based magazine, and I always say, worth the investment.